Hi everyone, this is Sandra Fuller. Thank you so much for joining my podcast today. I am excited because I haven't done a podcast in quite a while. Actually, since last December, I believe. I have not done a podcast and this is something I really enjoy doing, um, sharing information. Uh, Today I'm doing a podcast because I want to talk about something that most people are experiencing, but they don't want to really deal with it. And uh, you can kind of tell from social media when we see all the 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 deaths from pandemic or different people dying. It's sort of like we're in a place where we're just over it. We're over feeling grief. We're over feeling uh, seeing people die. Um, but I I think it's important. My brother died last uh, November, and my niece just passed away this December. So I understand uh, that. It's not something that you want to talk about because I think the word is grief fatigue that people are feeling. I certainly am feeling it. Um, but I want to share it with you because this is something I had to do a little bit of research on to talk about, to share it with my family members. So I want to talk about the six stages of grief. Some people understand it, understand them. You've heard them before. But I also want to mention that when I talk about grief, I want to talk about grief in a general context because you don't only experience grief and death. Sometimes when you lose a loved one, that person may still be alive. That person may be in your neighborhood on your social media page, but that person no longer exists in your personal life. And that that still affects you and you still grieve from that. So, But you want to make sure that you experience grief and you deal with grief in the proper context. Number one is a lot of people go through this first stage, which is denial. It didn't happen. It's not real. Um, Or you change the facts. You change the facts. I know a lot of my divorce clients change the facts of what happened because they're in denial about this is over. And and that, that leads to the second one, which is where a lot of people get in trouble is they get angry. The second stage of grief is anger. This shouldn't have happened. I know some people are saying, I want to file a lawsuit. So-and-so did me wrong. Or you get angry at the person if the person is still alive and sometimes in death. Or the family members start blaming each other about what happened, what should have happened. And that's the anger stage. You want to be able to process that a little bit carefully because you will overcome that stage. But you don't want to make permanent mistakes in that process of, of, of being angry. And the third stage is bargaining. Um, that's probably the easiest stage, really. Is you're, you're, you're negotiating either with yourself, your ex-spouse, your, your um, people around you. You're, you're, you're negotiating what you want the outcome to be. You, because you're not accepting the reality of the situation. You're, you're negotiating what you think the, the the outcome should be. And sometimes you truthfully don't have any control over it. Most of the times you actually don't have any control over that. So, but you still try. You still, <laughs> you're still trying to make sense of it all. So you're, you're bargaining. Stage four for a lot of people is depression. The thing about depression here is uh, many of you may not need counseling, but a lot of people need counseling because if you're not handling the stages of grief properly, you may need to see a counselor because you may get stuck in this stage of depression. A lot of people never get out of their depression and it deepens until it gets really bad. 
So you want to make sure that you're not going inwardly, you're not speaking to people, you're not expressing your feelings, and you're not letting it out. You have to have an outlet when you're going through grief. And again, grief doesn't mean death. It could be death of a spouse, or, but it could also mean uh, a breakup. Uh, so you want to make sure you find healthy outlets. And when I say healthy, I mean not social media, not some friends that are gossiping, but just find could be a pastor, a counselor, it could be a therapist, relatives that you trust that can give you sound advice. You want to make sure you find people that you can speak with uh, and un- they can help you understand and make sense of what's happening and help you to make decisions that are good for you and healthy versus decisions that are bad. And then that may lead to stage five. I think if you handle that stage those or those previous stages properly, process it properly, it can get to number five, which is acceptance. And that is where I've experienced this where you're just saying, you know, God, I know it happened. I don't understand why it happened, but it's happened. And so we just have to move forward, figure out the meaning of it and move forward and just and that's probably a healthy thing to do but you also want to make sure you're not in denial going back to stage one but you're accepting that it did happen you have no control over it but you're understanding really the reason why you had this experience and maybe you'll never will but you understand that it's 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 happened and you can face the reality of that better than if you're in denial which is number one and then Again, I sort of said this in stage five, but number six is, is really, is really mean finding the meaning. I know that whenever I seek meaning to something, I try to understand something, it helps me to process it better. I have clients that come to me and there's no more drama that exists anywhere else, but in family law. And I always tell my clients that you have to Try to see the other person's perspective because I know when you're deep in your emotions, you want to fight, you want to argue, you want to, you want to blame someone, but sometimes you have a part in this thing too. And finding the meaning, understanding the other person's position is helpful in getting to understanding what happened. And, and sometimes it's death and you really don't know, and you may not be able to know, but there's always beauty in the ashes. If you can see past your pain, if you can see past the stage of where you are, there's always something beautiful. And I don't even, I won't even say I understand it all. What I do know is in my grief, in my family, what I've done is really understand the person's life and their legacy, what they came, possibly came here for and what they contributed. And I could say that because I see the beauty in that, that I can understand that God may have brought them here for a reason, and that time is over. And they did their job. I know my niece did a wonderful job being an angel for my sister. But I also know my brother was such a wonderful person, and they shared their life with me. And it, it, it's, I could see in different parts where it's made so much sense. So it's hard to really say that you should, you know, reach stage six uh, quickly, uh, but it's, 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 it takes time. Some For some people, it may take years. Some people, it may never happen. But for a lot of people, you can process it and you can go on and live with the memory of who that person was that you were married to. Live with the memory of who so-and-so meant to you or what this, this dead relative meant to you by understanding the meaning of their life. 
and releasing that person to be free because I, I think sometimes we believe that we're we're <laughs> we own people we own time we own things and and I, a lot of times if you practice and this is not a part of the the grieving stages but I do know that you really have to consider releasing people to be free and and then sometimes sometimes you'll be surprised that you release yourself as well when you release people you release yourself to move on and that is a beautiful thing so again thank you guys for listening to my podcast i hope to do more <laughs> in 2022 i've had a lot of experiences last year um but it was a busy year for me um starting up my practice again and doing family law is time consuming and so but i've learned a lot from that i've i've learned a lot about myself about people and i brought a lot of what i learned before to my practice now so i don't get involved in that emotional stuff i tell my clients you hired a lawyer to deal with the legal stuff you really didn't hire me to deal with your emotional stuff because that's a lot to process but i give them tips as to maybe alternate ways of how to deal with their emotional state in a more productive way and this helped believe me de-stress me and de-stresses them as well so thank you guys for listening i wish you all a happy prosperous and healthy 2022 and i look forward to doing more podcasts see you soon god bless